fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. You're listening to 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm so good, man. You know, Andrew, uh, we're back on our Sure SM58 mics, mm-hmm. which... You know, I sort of suspect this isn't going to make a difference to anybody at home, or maybe it will. Maybe you're listening this week and you're like, oh my gosh, their voices are wonderful. Yeah, so rich, <laughs> sultry. I'll tell you, it feels it feels nice. Actually, we started talking into these and I was like, ah. So we've, so just an aside for you guys, we've been using some loaner mics uh, for what, five five weeks, three or f- something uh, like that? Yeah, ish. And they're, they're really nice mics. Sennheiser mics. They were loaned to the show from uh, a, f- a friend of mine, and we've been using these, and they're they're very high quality mics. Probably two and a half, three times the price of our normal microphones. Um, and I think that the detail in those microphones is a little a little much for us for our shrill, nasty voices. These SM58s round out all the curves. They do. I will say though, uh, as I'm as we've now had like actual on air discussion and conversation in in our in our podcasting voices, because believe it or not, though this is what we sound like, this isn't what we sound like. This sounds like a more real interaction with us. Those mics sound like blasted into your ears. They capture all the things that the normal ear doesn't capture. So I don't know that there yeah. will actually be a, a, a hearing difference for the people listening. For me now, as I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm noticing just the slightest difference. Yeah. They're there. I think that they were a little hotter than mm-hmm. these, the, but these feel very comfortable to me. So I feel really good. I feel like at home right now, especially with these lime green pop filters. <laughs> this feels like a cup of, of hot cocoa is what it feels like. Or a glass of Irish whiskey. <laughs> or that. Just take your pick. Uh, enough about microphones. Enough about uh, middling differences in audio quality. How are you? I, oh, oh, I, I guess I'm fine. Uh, Just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the same old, same old, right? I'm busy at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm working all the time. I'm busy. I eat dinner. I sleep. I go to work. <laughs> I mean, that is my life. That's actually yeah. my whole entire life. Uh, no, I'm good. This has been a really fun week for us, for watches, for for me, perhaps even. Um, as most of you know, we announced... You didn't wear a watch over today. I didn't. No, I'm sorry about that, I have to take Andrew. off. No, I'm uncomfortable. Because uh, <laughs> I'm wearing a watch while we're recording. And I, I just worked out right before... Right I saw before you run away, and I was like, you're, there's just no way you're going to make it back in time to record at our normal time. And I made then it you back. did. And then I made it back. Um, did you see my wife while you were running? Uh, no. Oh, she also ran away at no. about the same time you did. Mm-hmm. I don't see her car either, so that could be like she really <laughs> ran away. Um, I as, as as most of you at home know, we announced our collaboration. We, we announced it last week on the show, but we formally uh, announced this week or, or started sales of mm-hmm. the Nick Mankey watch clicker slash 40 and 20 collaboration hook straps. Uh, from what I understand from Nick, 
sales are really cool, really I bought good. Some today. You did? I did. And then I had to send them an email for my special request. Yeah. Oh, you oh yeah, that's right. You did have a special request. Yeah. Um your destro makey straps. Yes. Um so sales have been good. I, I do know that uh they they will be going out with some some uh swag. Swag. Some swag. I also know that this is really the fastest way to get a hookstrap. We mentioned that last week on the show, right? Yeah, and I think we need to reiterate it. Yeah. You don't wait no 10 weeks for this. The first orders that came in on Saturday shipped out today. Damn. So five days for a turnaround on a hookstrap, which you just can't find that. So No, it doesn't exist. That's not a real thing. Because even on Nick Mankey's, a header, a pop-up header on his website is please allow eight to 10 weeks. Yeah. And what I understand is that this is not going to delay other straps too. So I, I, that was important to note that this is a, a special expedited delivery method and it won't delay somebody else's not watch clicker or 40 and 20 strap. So really, I think this collaboration strap, and I, I, it sounds like Nick's planning to do more of these with other places in the future. That will continue to be the fastest way. You still have time as of, as of this recording, get on Nick Mankey, uh, designs.com or your 40 and 20 or, and or watch clicker logo strap. The strap, the, the logo is pretty subtle. It, it's, it's not, this little, is not a real a patch. Yeah. Yeah. And as of as you're listening to this, you have nine days left to order. So one more, one more little little tiny piece of news for me, which you know this now, Andrew. I know he's announcing his retirement, guys. And, and you've actually known this for a long time. Uh, I'm making a watch, like the the SNK mod. Yes. Yeah. No. Something a little bit different. Uh, I, Everett, was on our friend Eric of Rico's Watches podcast. I was on Eric's podcast last week. It's Rico's Watches podcast, episode 81. I was on there not to talk about 40 and 20 or Watch Clicker, but to talk about my new project with my good friend Christian. We've started a watch company called Foster Watch Co. And we have recently sort of announced a soft announcement of our first watch, which will be debuting and for sale this summer. We're going to talk about that more at some point. So I don't want to... We'll maybe get there. I have to say as co-host, I'm a little offended you didn't debut with us, but I'm, you know, I, I get it. No, 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 no. It's better. You, you, you got to trust. It's better. This I don't trust the process. I'm just a content <laughs> contributor. Um... It's really exciting. And so far, the response has been really warm and really special. I'm going to mention this just once. You can check it out at Foster Watch Co. on Instagram or at fosterwatches.com online, although our website's not built out yet. I, I'll say, too, I've worn uh, one of these Foster skin divers quite a bit, and they get me excited, too. I'm glad you're excited. I'm excited. Go check out Rico's Watches podcast, episode 81, if you want to hear more. In the meantime... And check the, out Eric. Eric's check great. Out Eric. We, we had him on the show. Good friend of ours. He's a Canadian, which... Well, it's tolerable. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about watches today, though. We're going to get there eventually. Can I tell you how I am? No. Did we forget to do that? Well, you always forget, because usually I'm just 
bitching. Uh, I'm living the dream. I'm living normal human hours this week, and it has been phenomenal. Yeah, every time you tell me how much you like working at nights, I'm like, you're an idiot. But for the fact that I don't get any naps this week, and that kind of bums me out, but I have been awake during daylight hours and asleep during darkness hours this week because I'm in a training. It's been really cool. Your skin is almost opaque again. I don't know. I think that's oddly complimentary. <laughs> I'm not sunburned, which is maybe to come. Yeah. But, uh, I'm in a training, and it's an it's at it's at the end zone terrace of Autzen Stadium. So I'm sitting in my training, watching the the minor league baseball team, our local team do all their warm-ups for their home games right now. I'm what I'm like looking down into the bowl of the stadium where they're doing all the preparation for commencement on Monday. You're you're at the I'm in the media booth yeah. at Hudson Stadium. Oh, that's awesome. In for this class, which is distracting cuz it's like just a it's a terrific view of the city and into the mountains. It's been beautiful weather and I'm like looking down into the bowl watching the M's warm up for games. It's been a dis- little bit of a distracting week, but super cool. That's awesome. So that's been, it's been fun. Here's the problem though. I'd say it's approximately five flights of stairs mm. for, because there's no elevator. Why there is no elevator. I have no answer, but it's five flights of stairs up and down to get to class or just up to get down to go to lunch, back up to return, and then back down. It's a lot of stairs. I get sweaty because mm-hmm. of all those stairs. That's my complaint. By about the middle of my period away from the stairs, I'm back to enjoying it. When Andrew and I, when Andrew was in college <laughs> and when I was in law school, every Friday during fall, every yes. single Friday during fall, we would run run from our rotc building to watson stadium yeah maybe a little over a mile Mm -hmm. and spend the next 45 minutes cleaning every single seat every single reserved seat every single reserved seat all the fold down reserved seats of all the bird dookie popcorn vomit every single thing that accrued at watson stadium do you remember the year we went when it snowed Yes. And we did it in the snow, which was really cool because yeah. some, somebody went out and like stomped the snow off of the yellow O mm. in the middle of the stadium. So there was just this big yellow O and somehow this totally unadulterated field of snow. And to be clear, while you're freezing your fingers off, wiping these seats down with wet rags. To be clear, it wasn't just us. There was like 60 or 70. Yeah, there was, there was a good number of people. We weren't just, you know. It wasn't just Andrew. <laughs> just, we would have taken much longer than 45 minutes. Andrew, for the love of God, we're talking about watches. The people are going to leave. They've already turned this thing off. We're at way too late. Well, no. Hey. I thought it said one minute, and I was like, that's impossible. It actually says 12 minutes. <laughs> we uh, apologize to you. Thank you for being with us. I don't apologize because we get 15 minutes a free form time before we start talking about watches. First thing I want to talk about though, in the way of the watch world is I read a cool article, a fun article about high accuracy quartz. Oh yeah. 
And we talked about this watch recently. On the show. On the show. The Citizen Chronomaster. Time and Tide published an opinion article by Ricardo Sime, who has confirmed that that is how you say his name. If, if you don't know his stuff, excellent writer. He's been on a ton of shows. This guy's super knowledgeable. I met him in New York last October. Excellent dude. Title of his article is Why I Bought the Citizen Chronomaster and Succumbed to the Allure of High Accuracy Courts. And it is his position paper on why high accuracy courts is the truth. It's a fun article from a really knowledgeable person, right? If if Everett or I were to write an article entitled Why I Bought the Citizen Chronomaster and Succumbed to the Allure of High Accuracy Quartz, you could write it off, throw it in the trash, and or maybe just read about our uh you know blatherings uh, on <laughs> high accuracy quartz. <clears throat> blatherings? Blatherings? You know what's the word I'm looking for? I did blatherings? I'm not sure. No. Uh, I thought the most interesting thing about this article is something specific about the watch that I didn't realize. Mm. So when you adjust the hours or when you adjust the time in these for time zones, it allows you to jump the hour independent of the minute hand so yes. as not to interrupt the the timekeeping. I didn't realize that. That's fucking awesome. You it know, makes it was, so much sense. Yeah, no, and, and I love that. Most... Uh, shocking to me like the biggest takeaway i had for it was that this was a flyer purchase right and i was like man respect <laughs> that this is a flyer purchase and it lands we, we love high accuracy quartz or i love i won't necessarily speak forever it, but i love high accuracy quartz i think it's a super cool technology i think it's really 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 underrated in the watch world this is a watch i know and love Everett has been on record as saying he should buy a Chronomaster, mm-hmm. maybe will buy a Chronomaster. Mm-hmm. And now you've got another person saying, this is a good choice to make. Yeah, the other thing he talks about that, that is intriguing to me is he he kind of raves on the Super Titania, both mm-hmm. in the way it feels. Uh, actually, he says feels almost non-existent, which I think it could be a bad thing, but uh, feels almost non-existent and in five weeks of wear, no scratches. So... Uh, you know, Citizen is very, very pushy about how cool its super titanium is, which is not to say it's not true. And it seems like Ricardo thinks that's the deal. So, yeah, cool article. Well, everything we're going to talk about is probably going to be linked in the show notes. Take a look at Ricardo's article. And now that you have a third opinion on the Chronomaster, buy one, send it to us for a couple of days. Now. Starting now, starting now, Andrew, the rest of this show, I believe, is fucking psycho. Almost entirely. There's going to be a couple of little little ifs, ands, or buts, but it's mostly Seiko because they are on fire. This has been like the week and a half, two weeks of Seiko. Yes. I don't even think we're going to get to all of the, I don't think we're going to get to all of the releases. I don't know how we could because they just... They just emerged, re-emerged as a brand and said, hey, here's our 25 fucking SKUs that you deserve. (laughs) And 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 you wanted. Exactly. Not only are they 25 SKUs, but I think I do not remember... uh, I do not remember any span of any length of time. You know, month, two months, six months, where Seiko's dropped so many 
personally to me exciting watches. No, besides ever. when they dropped the Seiko 5 whole new lineup when they dropped 250 SKUs yeah. of three watches. Yeah, I, I mean, even even then, that's like, this this is special. So can, can we start with the one I'm most excited about? And I think the one that's the most recent in terms of the announcement. Mm-hmm. So Seiko announced today this is the big news so we may just talk about this for the next hour and not talk about anything else yeah we might only get to this seiko announced by way of a single watch two things one a brand new watch that you should be excited about and two a brand new movement that is maybe 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 the most exciting thing in affordable mechanical movements Mm -hmm. Uh, ever since I've been, since I've been collecting watches, since I've been into watches, Seiko released a, I think it's the four R thirty four. Is that right? Oh, well, let me find it. I'll find it. So I believe it's the four R thirty four, which is a four R or seven S thirty four. Yes. Uh, GMT movement. What the fuck? So they've taken the ubiquitous four R thirty five movement and added a GMT module to the top of that, and in doing so have only added 0.1 millimeter. <laughs> Which is impossible. Yeah, I actually don't. I'm, I'm really kind of curious about how they made that work. But in their debut release for this new movement, they've released three SKX 24-hour bezel variant of this brand new 4R34 movement. And Jubilee Bracelet is back. Mm-hmm. And you know it's just going to jangle. Jubilee Bracelet is back. Um, and this basically just looks like a, an SKX case. It's an SKX case. You've got SKX markers. You've got, you know, 5KX markers. Let's be clear. Uh, 5KX hands or SKX hands. Maybe there's no difference. Um Seiko font on a 24-hour bezel for the first time in a way that doesn't make absolutely zero sense. Right. Uh, uh, dude, this is it, man. And here's the thing. It's going to be sub $500. 500 bucks, right. 470 euros, which right now is 500 and change. 503, 4 That's under $500. Yeah. At the end of the day, it'll be under 5 Yep. Yeah, that's gonna that you're gonna be able to find that brand new in box four to four fifty in about three months. Probably on Amazon in the next two months. This is the coolest thing Seiko has done. Maybe since the SKX. It's prospect. It's a mechanical GMT. I don't know how they're doing it. It's, and so to be clear, it's a collar GMT. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it either. There, there's obviously, uh, you, you know, Seiko's got incredible development. They've got incredible scale, which gives them incredible power to develop things like this. I don't think there's very many companies in the world that could develop this movement. Um, no, Miyota perhaps could do it. Um, obviously, Etta or Salida could do it if they wanted to, but I don't think they want to. But those are coming in at the price of this watch. Yeah. 
And maybe maybe that's what Seiko's doing. They're loss leading this because they know the demand for this complication at this price point. Because to get this complication, you realistically anywhere else in the market, you're looking at two to three hundred dollars more. You know, Andrew, that's a really interesting theory, and I haven't heard anyone suggest it yet. The loss leading theory. Uh, as soon as you said it, I it, it rings at least credulous to me. Uh, and not incredulous, which is an important distinction. Yeah, it it, it, it reads possible. Uh, they might Seiko is a company well known for loss leading products. That w- that's actually a, a really interesting theory. Which is what the SKX was. So a discontinuation of the SKX, a prospect, no bullshit, t- like like honest to God, top of the line dive watch. It's not top of any line, but at at, at one hundred and fifty bucks, it's top of the line, <laughs> right? <clears throat> but if you're if you're looking at at breaching this this specific GMT market, which doesn't exist in the mechanical category under 750 bucks. Yeah. You've got Orient. You've got Orient is making a mechanical or an automatic GMT. You've got a couple of Swiss things that can be found high, high hundreds, but no, nobody else doing anything like this at this price. And, 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 with an rp of 500 right nobody reputable like truly reputable in the category that seiko is under a thousand this could be their new skx loss leading we don't give a shit you're gonna get the coolest thing on the market from us for the least amount of money and it's I don't know. This this gets me more excited than the SKX. You, you I, know, I liked the SKX. I never bought one, but we had Will on. It's been six months ago now to talk about the the sort of pervading hot take that Seiko has abandoned its low price model. This, uh, this. And, and during that show, I think based on a handful of releases, we sort of squashed what we 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 kind of put that to rest. I think, um, and, and I think this really puts a point on that. Seiko hasn't abandoned anything. Prices have gone up since 1998. Uh, but Seiko has obviously still got a ton of investment in the entry level. And and I think this is this represents it. I think the only other thing to note about this watch, push-pull crown. So that is uh, mm-hmm. m- maybe a, a want-want. I don't know if you were able to fit this 5kx case with a screw down crown i i I suspect you may be able to mod that i'm not sure who would want to do that or if that would be advisable or or if you'd actually get an advantage from that but it's it's a possibility but this watch is a push-pull crown 100 meters water resistance push-pull crown i'm fine with that well yeah me too i'm totally fine with that and it's got all of the modern Seiko 5 branding, right? It has the mm-hmm. kind of weird logo beneath the Seiko, which I, I'm like, I wish they would do away with, but I understand why within that family of branding that they need to do the that thing. Yeah, I, I like the 5K. I know I like the new Seiko 5 logo. 
I could do without the five. I could just do with a Seiko at the 12. And I think this is super fucking cool. So three colors. You've got a traditional black Seiko dial with a sort of black on very, very dark gray charcoal. Like slate, yeah. Like two-tone um, bezels. And- two-tone. Two you've got a orange dial, a beautiful sunburst oil, uh, orange dial with gilt hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that black on gray. That one has a gold print on the bezel, uh, which I think is lovely. And then you've also got a sunburst blue dial Batman theme. Um, all of these are two-toned, although both the black and the orange, the two-tone is is black on gray. And in most of the pictures, it shows pretty subtle. That gray is very dark. And the, even the gilted orange dial is super appropriate. It's It's not like splashy gold it's almost like a another hue of the pumpkiny orange that you're getting from that really very doxa bright even more metallic the doxa orange mm. and then almost like a pumpkin mm-hmm. gilt it's not gold it's not metallic gold these are good can we talk about king seiko i think we must talk about King Seiko. 2020, I think mid 2020, maybe right before COVID sort of took over our lives. Uh, Seiko dropped a, a a return. A zombie. A, a zombie. They dropped uh, a King Seiko, the classic, um, the classic King King Seiko style. They dropped the SJE 083. Um, and that watch was great. That watch was great. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, a semi-limited run. And I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. That's that's really cool. Uh, 20, earlier this year, they dropped a handful more of this King Seiko line. And we talked about them on the show. Yeah. And they've been incredibly popular. Super beautiful. Um, and they just released two new uh, models here, which either indicates <laughs> that these have been just popular enough for Seiko to continue releasing these in small quantities because these are being released in small quantities. Or it indicates that Seiko is leaning back into the King Seiko line in a in a more formal long-term way. It was I think unclear both in 2020 and yeah. earlier this year if these were one-offs. I think this maybe is indicating to us that this is a thing. I think they felt it out. I think that was the intention of a few limited drops they're feeling out like who's okay with King Seiko. And I think the market indicated that they're okay and prepared for King Seiko, and they're going to continue to lean gently into it until they get a real feel for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are two of these that were dropped, I think, uh, earlier this week, um, m- maybe late last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- one of these is a limited edition, 1,700 pieces, uh, medallion-backed, which, yeah. which is cool. I think that's the first of these that have come. Actually, perhaps the last limited edition one had a medallion, gold medallion on the back too. 
um, Harden case, really very, really sort of very vintage feeling, right? Six L thirty five on the LA, um, which is a great movement. The six L thirty five is a three point seven high beat movement. I think eight. Uh, I think it's twenty eight eight. Um, yeah, these these things are cool, but they've also made. They've also made a cheaper one, right? Right, because so the 087 is 1,800 euros, so what, 2,000? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they've also introduced an SBP line of these. Um, I think this first one is a purple. Wisteria. Lavender. 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 Sure. And these are more... Uh, these are more basic movements I, I can't remember i think this is just a 6r31 movement yes 6r31 uh which is a great movement but it's a 21.6 movement um if, which is fine right by the way that's fine uh, oh I, I have to correct something tell me the le's are 3300 euros the non-le is 1800 euros SBP is 1800 euros the yeah. limited edition with the medallion 3300 SJE is the limited edition, 3,300. SPP, non-limited. 1,800. So 35 and 2,000-ish, respectively. And I think the limited's a little bigger, 38 and a half, and the SPPs are 37. With the the fatter, lower B movement. Yes, but just a beautiful, flat-linked, Jubilee? Yeah, no, this yeah. is like a seven link. Yeah. Uh yeah, it, it, it's like beads a of rice, like a flat f- link beads. It's it's this weird hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's feels very AP. I mean. Yeah, well, this is the classic King Seiko bracelet. Yeah. These are totally stunning. Be you know, top of the line finishing on these. These are both Zeratsu polished. Yeah. And the, fan- fantastic. The lugs on these things are just like uh the, the lugs specifically on the SJE would be enough for me to risk a divorce. <laughs> yeah. The the kind of that soft eggshell white with gold markers and hands. Yeah, I like that. Mm. But those lugs super angular beautiful finishing on them. Like, you know, I love my wife a lot. <laughs> How much does she love me? And, and so I, it might be worth the risk. I think we can say that this falls into the grammar of design, oh, yeah. uh, design philosophy. Um, you, you, you know, maybe, m- maybe a little bit, uh, a, a little bit advanced from that. But I, I think these are beautiful. I think they're fantastic. We are planning, we, we, Andrew, you and I are planning a little bit of one of our deep dive episodes on Seiko soon. So mm-hmm. I want you, this is a little teaser. It will include grammar of design and it will include another watch, uh, another uh, uh, design philosophy or, or a related design philosophy that we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because Seiko introduced a new Grand Seiko this week as well. Actually, I think they released a handful, but the one we're going to yeah. talk about is 
the 44 GS 55th anniversary limited edition SBGP017. This is a 9F Grand Seiko with a blue dial in a sort of snowflake it, it is, pattern. Snowflake pattern, I think, sheet of ice. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's fucking gorgeous. And, and and you know what gets me the hardest over this thing? Tell me. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing. It's a display case back mm-hmm. and decorated quartz movement. Yeah. I I'd wear this watch inside out. I would deliberately sw- twist the bracelet up, find a way to reverse the clasp, and wear this thing inside out. This Just put it on a NATO. This is... No, because I know that bracelet would be money. I don't want to wear that. This is the most beautiful display case back I've ever seen. Because mm-hmm. it's so unique. It's so different. And it's so nothing. You, you know, we talk about we talk about nine. We talk about quartz a lot, and how quartz is not appreciated. I think one of the reasons it's a little hard to appreciate quartz is because there's not a lot. There's not a lot of sort of technical difficulty in a quartz movement. Because well, it's because there's no dude hand filing. Well, but there's no ha- dude hand filing uh, a seven S two six movement or a four R thirty five or but a people 20, imagine or a twenty eight twenty four. But people right? imagine a, a, a mechanical movement being hand filed. They're, they're thinking they're mass produced mechanical movements being hand filed by a dude wearing a loop. But it, but at this point, we know a standard quartz movement can be produced for literally almost zero dollars. Yeah. Literally like under a dollar, you can produce a quartz movement. So that is, I couldn't, but somebody could. So there, I think, I think it's easy to sort of disrespect these, uh, to disrespect quartz movements, generally speaking, not so with the nine F no full metal movements. And, and they're beautiful. They are the ability, you know, this is sort of the, this is, you, you know, you can even see the battery, and you—it's still a beautiful movement. Nobody makes these anymore, right? I, I mean, Breitling maybe makes a quartz, or maybe uses some pretty cool quartz, but this is not something you find. Grand Seiko is kind of the pinnacle of cool quartz right now. Citizen has some stuff, but yeah, nine F movement—it's one of the greatest movements ever made. This fifty-fifth, so fifty-fifth is a weird anniversary to celebrate. It's, so, but when you when you celebrate it with this. <laughs> It's a it's a weird anniversary, but the the so we talked to just a second ago about grammar of design. Um, the forty four GS or the Grand Seiko style, another Taro Tanaka. We're gonna talk about this more. Andrew just hurt his elbow. Yeah, I think he hit his funny bone. I did. He's making weird noises. I'm sorry for you guys at home. His oh. face has not returned to normal, but we're it's gonna. All right, we've got 
We've got one additional Seiko we need to talk about. We do. We've got one additional. Um, I, I think of, oh, oh no, we have two. Son of a bitch, Andrew. It's your fault. Uh, Son of a bitch. I want to talk first about the new Anna Digi, the new Arnie, the, the, it, it's not a re-release. It's no, not, no, it's a, it's a, it's brand not new a Arnie. revamp. It's not a next gen. It's a wholly new Seiko Anadigi diver. And it, it feels familiar, but it's wholly new. Wholly new. So they have created. You're, it feels like you're having a little bit of trouble making words with your mouth. I'm burping. I'm, I'm like covering my, my burps with, because <laughs> for some reason I shook my beer when I knocked my funny bone. Whole new movement, whole new energy movement. The H855, which is an upgrade to the H51 or 851. Solar powered, Anadigi, alarm, stopwatch, second time zone, battery saving mode, which I'm sure there's going to be something in the user manual as to how to do that. I'm not entirely sure what a battery saving mode will do in your Anadigi movement because it's the battery is not really getting eaten a whole lot. You know, I don't know how it works. I think the 851 has that as well. Well, the other thing they moved, they've moved the digital read to the six o'clock side from the twelve o'clock side. So that's the that's that's it, an, yeah one of the big changes. And and I really like the way they did it too. Typically, when you see an Anadigi six o'clock movement, you're looking at about two thirds of the way down the dial. This is it is All the way out of the justified lat or justified bottom. All the way down. Justify your bottom. Oh, well, you could. Uh, but there's there's more to this movement. There there's also a, a problem that I'll address right away. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. Before you get to your problem, we can address your problem. But we haven't finished talking about this movement because we've talked about really basic bitch shit. But this movement, I'm not a basic bitch, is doing something else. This movement is automatically so a. Measuring depth up to 80 meters. And automatically at a meter and a half, starting a dive timer, yes. timing your dives, timing your time at depth, and then unrecording automatically and saving the recording to be uploaded. Basically, this is a hybrid dive watch almost not quite obviously nowhere near the level of detail and functionality you'd get with a dive computer but for someone who is familiar with dive tables yeah this is absolutely something that could be used on a real live dive i, I don't know about accuracy this I, is this is spear fishing free diving mm -hmm. dive computer technology introduced into this movement yeah not not quite dive computer but but something in between a traditional you you don't it's not full reliance on tables here well you still need another tables but it's important yeah uh this is great and they're they're like the most expensive of these i think is 750 bucks yeah but it's only at 80 meters no no nope. 
No, no. It, it's, it's a. I think it's a three hundred meter. It measures eighty meters. That's the. That's the issue. It, it will it, measure which, depth to an actual IRL eighty meters, which, which is valuable. But I feel like if you're going to have a water resistance north of that, you should be able to measure depth to your depth. No, nobody goes deeper than fucking eighty meters. No, but you. I. I just. I. I don't know. I feel like that was a missed opportunity to be able to compensate or, or commensurate those two things. No, not not commensurate. Uh, the word I'm looking for is reconcile. Reconcile those two things. Your 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 dive capability against your dive readability. You know who knows why they made that decision. There may be a practical reason that they didn't. But. If anyone dives to you know, 80 meters, they're going to die. That's why they made that decision. <laughs> uh, th- this watch is really neat. You know, I'm not a diver. I, I'm I'm not in open water very often. So I even like to get wet. With that said, this is, I actually feel like this is kind of a, a you know, Citizen, I believe, still makes Aqualand watches uh, with with depth modules. Um, but this is maybe maybe a, a version of that, highly, a, a little bit more modern, but also with this great Arnie tuna-like form factor. This thing's really cool. I'm into it. I dig it. This is my kind of tool watch. Like this, the workhorse, are my kind of tool watches. They will always be able to outperform me. They're not wildly expensive. They have, you know, this has more features than the workhorse. But this is the kind of watch that I would buy and be like, yeah, I'm cool. I I love this watch and I love the Anadichi. I love the layout of the Anadichi dial. They nailed it. <clears throat> Last but not least, we've got a reissue in three colorways of the 6105. Yeah. Stoplight second hand. Full sort of 6105 dial in all of its glory. Mm-hmm. Very, very subtle 430 dates. So all of your all of your hour markers glow, glow, glow. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful coin-edged bezel, which listen, this coin-edge bezel is amazing. 6105 is, I want to say the 6105 is the the successor so it's like the second um watch the successor to the 62 moss Mm -hmm. um this has got a really very seiko case a tonneau case is what i'd call this yeah i think that's the only thing to call it. it it's got a bit of an h a squared lug situation 430 430 crown and, and this is a really faithful reproduction. They're 200 meter watches, but this is, I think I'd call this a, uh, I think I'd call this a, a dress diver. 41 millimeters, super short, 47 millimeter lug to lug, like a, a scunch over 12.3 millimeters tall. 6R35 movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, no, I think you're right. This is very much an embracing of that 70s. This is your watch. This is the watch you wear, and you want some functionality from it, feel. And they've done some things here. It's got a, um, 
It's got a five link bracelet. The ones that the the versions that come on the bracelet, you can get this on rubber or on a bracelet. The bracelet versions have this beautiful five link, which is pretty subtle. The case back on this thing is got a Seiko Wave and is otherwise sterile. Mm-hmm. Like a Seiko Wave medallion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, dude. I'm kind of into these. I'm really into these. These are gonna be. Thousand thousand pounds thousand. on a brace, a uh, thousand bucks on a on rubber and twelve hundred on a strap. Yeah, uh, on a bracelet. Super cool release. I, I'd like to see them start embracing the seventies feel in a, in just a like the. Did next you just say you'd down. like Seiko to start embracing the seventies feel? I'd like to see them embracing this in between the like three to seven hundred dollar range. Because I could get down with this. Fair I just don't want to spend a, a grand on well, this watch. That which is, is what you should spend on this watch. I just, I don't know. If anybody wants to give me a Christmas present. Or, if, you know. Get him one of these 6105 reissues. It's a thousand what, of you. What are our uh, references? So SPB oh, yeah. 317, 313, and 315. These all have mm-hmm. J designators, which I think is... Problematic. You're gonna have to buy them from Gnom Nom and which whatever. Yeah. Like their customer service is great. Their shipping is great. They send for through DHL, so you know you're gonna get it, and you know you're gonna get it fast. Andrew, did we make it through all of the Seiko that we're gonna talk about today? <laughs> we didn't make it through. I know there's at least one Seiko we didn't make it through, but we yeah. made it through all the ones that we've picked. We made it through enough. What do you got? We what else? What enough. else do you got? <clears throat> Because you had some other stuff. Well, I, I did. And I we're we're just gonna do a quick one. The um Mike Collins. Oh gosh, Mike, pull up. Oh, I did pull it up. The Michael Collins Gold Speedmaster. Little bit of a surprise here. Omega didn't buy it, put it in the Omega Museum. And yeah, it, it sold for a bucket load. Yeah, it sold for three hundred. I think this watch sold for like forty grand two years ago, three years ago, and it sold for three quarters of a million bucks. Oh, that's what it sold for seven sixty five. Uh, but an unnamed insider was that Omega didn't buy this because they wanted the Speedmaster enthusiasts to be able to have it. So the Mike Collins' gold commemorative Speedmaster has gone to a probably private individual. It's in the wild. Some it's, it's in the wild, which means maybe most importantly that in the next probably 50 years it'll come back. So start saving. Because it's going to go for more than three quarters of a million. But it's sold. And it's not going to the Omega Museum. Mm. Which is kind of shocking that Omega wouldn't try to consolidate that history in the Omega Museum. And obviously because it went through an online auction house, there's no way to know where it went. The article you sent me on this said that Omega's got this watch from other astronauts already already in the museum. So they do, but it's it's still like to ha- imagine to have all thirty two in the museum, right? That's that's you know that would be a 
$32 million endeavor for <laughs> Omega, but the, you know, I don't know how much they tar- charge for admission. And Omega's obviously got the money to afford that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this is, that's interesting. Uh, it, it's an interesting watch. Uh, you, you know, when we look at the, I always get a little, my, my eyes gloss over a little bit when we start talking about these crazy auction watches, but. I'm just, I'm, I'm a little shocked that Omega didn't buy it. But Mike Collins watches in the wild now. You sent me an article, uh, and Will Will actually sent this to our group chat earlier um, about a brand that I we, we talked about a little bit on the show, not a ton, but an article about a brand called Norcane, mm-hmm. which uh, our our good friend Catlin Schmidt works for Norcane now, which is has sort of uh, invigorated my interest in the brand. You know? And they're also kind of the darling of the small brand world right now in the way of big media. Y- yeah, the y- you know I think that. Norcane came onto the scene sort of seemingly out of nowhere a handful of years ago. And they have some interesting design details that are maybe take it or leave it. Um, but they're pretty, pretty pricey watches for a brand new brand. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you know, a lot of people have a lot of opinions about Norcane. For my part, they're totally gorgeous and really, really obviously once you touch them, well constructed and, Underwear, uh, but Norcan announced this morning that they had retained Jean Claude Beaver of. I think it's Jean Claude Beaver. Beaver. <laughs> they retained Mr. Beaver as a as a as an advisor as a formal advisor on the board. Jean Claude Beaver of Tag Heuer. Breitling, um, yeah, fame. You, you know, obviously one Blanc Pond, Hugh Blow, one of the most famous people in you know modern Swiss watchmaking has joined up as an advisor. I think this is a board position. I think that this is largely a arm's length board kind of, uh, I'll be in sort of construction who, who who knows what his actual role is adjacency is valuable here you, you know i i so i actually kind of bristle at this and and not, i don't bristle at it anybody can do anything they want but i because of switzerland in this case usually yeah. i say because of america but it kind of feels like well, well, what does this actually mean is this is this a real thing it, or is this um is this a uh sort of a weird almost like sleight of hand celebrity endorsement. Ooh, I never thought of it like that. I always thought of it as bringing in a almost a creative director. Yeah, well, well, like I said, I don't yeah. know I don't know what he's going to provide the brand with in terms of it advising and, and I don't know how much time or information transferred that this that this entails i don't know what i don't know anything about it but it feels a little bit like i'm skeptical i should just say that Mm. i'm skeptical it feels a little i don't know at least potentially tacky to me i can see it i i'm mostly excited about about it because i i see the cool stuff that norcane is doing and I think that a lot of the reason they're doing this cool stuff is because they're this young, imaginative, 
innovative brand. And I think by kind of introducing this staple, like this cornerstone personality to it, they have that ability to create longevity in that innovation, but also still staying really true to what watch people like. Like, we don't want to see Norcane go weird, which is easy to do, but he has this institutional knowledge. Goes back, what, three decades? Well, yeah, look, look. obviously, Biver is very well respected, and I I really, I, I can't sort of profess any knowledge about what he's done. But what I do know is that he was part of resurrecting Blanc Pond from from actual nothing, um, yeah, zombieing Blanc Pond, and 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 helming Blanc Pond through the first you know fifteen to sixteen years of its resurrection period, and then going to Brent during Lee. the Quartz Crisis, now just after, just well, yeah, nineteen eighty one. So just sort of post post the the major effects of the course crisis but then also helming breitling and tag hoyer through what i probably describe as maybe some dark times i, I don't know I, i'm just I, this guy's responsible for the omega james bond oh, pardon me the omega james bond relationship yeah, you, you know, it, 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 this may be a really cool thing. I, I, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm happy for Norcane. Obviously, what it means is Norcane has come from being a, a, a nothing brand to now they're a major player. I think that's they're the takeaway. They, they Norcane's have made the leap between being a small boutique brand to becoming a major player. And I think this that was maybe their flex to say, hey, we're there, mm-hmm. but also like the final step to demonstrate we can be, they achieved it and now they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else do you got? Are we, we're, I think we're through most of the watch stuff. Have we gone through it? Well, you know, we've got a couple more here. If you wanted to talk we, about, I don't know. We're at 55 minutes right now. Andrew, other things. What do you got? I bought a mattress in a box. <laughs> I, as I do, cut a hole in the box. And well, I did a lot of things with the said box. That's none of your business. Bought a mattress in a box. And like I do, I researched it. As you do. The problem is that there wasn't a lot of consensus. The problem is that mattress reviews are 100% bought and paid for. Yes. A hundred, a hundred percent. Nobody has the same number one mattress. Well, that's, I mean, this is subjective, right? Right, but nobody has it. Nobody has it. hundred percent bought and paid for reviews. So, I finally found a review on a not mattress or really even mattress adjacent website. It was from an architecture digest. Just this guy who writes reviews for things on this architecture website. And he reviewed all of the same mattresses that were number one everywhere else. 
And does this include a lamentation about the state of mattress reviews as well? No. No. Okay. He just said these, these are the are mattresses. All the number I one mattresses. No, he just said these are the mattresses that I reviewed. Oh, okay. I slept it, on there's them. There's no meta. Yeah. I slept on them. This is this is the order. This is the mattress I would buy. This is number two, three, four, etc. The number one mattress that he recommended was All Swell. A L L S W E L L. All's well. In my head, I would pronounce all's it all's well. well. All's well. All's well. I can't decide. It's it's either all swell or yeah, it's all swell because you know what happens when I you have a good night's sleep. I think all's well. That's uh, all swell. Let me tell you something. <laughs> so we got the brick, man. I, do you ever wonder why people listen to us? I, all the time. Yeah, we have been doing this for three years, where we're a hundred and. So you get a brick. So I get the all swell brick. They're hybrid mattresses, which means they have spring technology, foam technology, memory foam technology, copper infused cooling foam technology. Not 100% sure what that means. So it arrived super quick. Five days. Yeah, that's fast. Comes to my house. It's very fucking heavy. Getting this. It's a mattress. Getting this bitch up a flight of stairs and into my bedroom by myself was upsetting. <laughs> but I did it because I got woken up. I was in the middle of a sleep cycle, got woken up with the delivery guy, delivered the mattress. The dogs barked, woke me up. It's like, fuck it. I'll go down and I'll open up the mattress. Let it start to inflate. Decompress, if you will. Inflate is the terminology they use because uh, <laughs> they're vacuum packed. Yeah. Right. They build the mattress. They vacuum seal it. They put it in a box. They send it to your house. They have a hundred day. Uh, no questions. A hundred day. No questions asked return. And and so this was not only was it the number one mattress from a in from a website that has no interest in reviewing mattresses. It was also the least expensive. Oh, that's nice. So it's $875 for a king size mattress. For a hundred days of no questions asked returns. And I was like, this is kind of my jam. This is the thing you take a flyer on. Mm -hmm. It's 875 bucks. It's literally no risk. If I don't like it, I will return it get my money back and then spend the money on a Casper or a purple or like any in, of the other, any of the other top rated brands that also have similar. You could uh, get like a year and a half for free. You could get more than that. Everyone's <laughs> got a hundred nights or a year. So I got the brick It inflates, put it on the bed. Wife sleeps on it. She's like, I don't know. I sleep on it. And I wake up the next morning in excruciating pain. <laughs> I didn't expect this. <laughs> like, when I wake up, I'm not sure I can move. But as I'm like coming to awareness, I realize it's because I'm, a, I'm waking up in exactly 
the same position I fell asleep you in. You, like, haven't moved at all. At all. I have, like, bed sores. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's interesting. Meanwhile, you, I didn't see you for four days. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> I was like, that's interesting. I just slept longer than I've slept in years. And I didn't move. Mm. Huh. We have 100 nights. And like I wake up and I kind of like stretch the kinks out. And I'm like, man, I actually feel pretty good. I'm still a week later. So I'm seven, I'm eight nights on this bed. I still wake up in exactly the same position I fell asleep in. Still a little sore. Because you're not moving. Because you don't move. I don't move when I sleep. And I have had like diagnosed sleep disorders and sleep disturbances for the last decade. I'm sleeping through it. I'm getting the absolute and and this this bed's not going to be ever for everyone. It's a pillow it, it it is effectively an extra firm with a pillow top. Mhm. That's what I like, yeah. That which is baller for me. I need an extra firm with a pillow top. Has Sam come around at all? Yes. Oh. She is also like her, the reason she wasn't sure was because she also woke up very sore. Because she didn't move. Oh, interesting. This is... You guys are just sleeping really deeply. Super deep. And and that might be commentary on the fact that we needed to replace our mattress about four years ago. (laughs) (laughs) But for 875 bucks for the brick, and their their mattresses range... I think the brick isn't their most expensive. They've got a couple other uh, lines north of it and a couple lines south of it. This is the least expensive mattress in a box. 100 nights guaranteed. If you're in the window to be replacing your mattress, this is a flyer worth taking. Give them a try. Because the worst case scenario is you just return it. I don't know what their return policy is like. And honestly, I don't. Sure. I'm, I probably won't experience it because I'm sleeping like a dead person. Yeah. It's money. It's not as cooling, I'll mm-hmm. say. As their their ads are like, oh yeah, the copper cools you. It's not as cooling <laughs> as they might suggest. Not your experience. But are you sleeping hot? I always sleep hot. Okay. I I would uh, my ideal conditions are about thirty five degrees <laughs> ambient temperature. Yeah, under yeah. a comforter. Yeah, that's not for everyone. That's for me. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. But maybe not 35, but no, I want it like just, I mean, I've, I've woken up with my head outside of my sleeping bag under inches of snow and been like, that's the best sleep I've gotten in months. Um, that's how I want it. Well, cool. This, and and this is like true to form. I found the, the outlier, like you don't review mattresses and you say, this is the best. I'm going to trust you, which most people wouldn't do because that fella doesn't review mattresses. Right. If you're in the market, I highly recommend the All's Well mattress. Specifically the brick, that's the only one I've slept on. We're I'm not being we're not being sponsored by this, but I'm telling you I I bet like we a, could be if we wanted to. Probably. I bet that's that's the first thing we've ever talked about on the show that if we really wanted to try to get a sponsorship. I sleep like a fucking dead person. Uh Andrew, I got another thing. Do me. 
I was recently in the market for a tool bag. I was interesting uh, choice. Yeah. <laughs> Am I not sufficient for you anymore? Uh, I I bought a tool set. Actually, I think it was a gift when Kim and I first got married. So two thousand six, I got a tool kit like one of those like thirty dollar. Here's every tool you're ever gonna need. It's all covered in rust. Yeah, there there were terrible tools, uh, but it came in it came in a bag, uh, a decent sort of denier nylon type of bag, and I still have it today. Looks like duck cloth. Uh, no, no, no. This is the old tool kit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So this denier nylon tool bag, and and I've used that for my main sort of tool storage for years, but it's pretty small. And it doesn't take much to fill it up. And, and I, it's fine. It's been fine. There's been no real issues. But it's just not big enough. It's not big enough to sort of practically hold the tools I want for like, you know, you know, you pick the tools up from the bench and you move them to wherever in the house, the bathroom or wherever. It just doesn't hold kind of what I want it to hold. And so I was in the market for a tool bag. I almost, almost bought a thing at Home Depot the last time I was there because I saw something and I was like, I need a tool bag. It was like 60, 70 bucks. It's like, this looks fine. And so I almost bought this like Milwaukee or something, you know, what, whatever, probably Chinese made, um, maybe fine. But also like, if I'm going to spend 70 bucks on a tool bag, let's go find something Find the do, right thing. Find the right thing. Just do a little bit of research. So I instantly uh, notice that there's not a lot of like, uh, there's not a lot of consolidated information because everybody's kind of got a different idea. And and it doesn't, this is not a highly complicated task, right? I need a bag to throw tools in to basically store them most of the time. And then every once in a while, I'll carry them around. So I, I, I sort of run through the various options and I think I think it was wire cutter actually makes mention of an American made bag from a company that I'm familiar with called Klein Tools. Klein Tools is an American tool company and they're very well respected, especially amongst like electricians. Um, still make a lot of their tools in the US, if not most. Uh, and they're just a very highly respected company. They make a canvas, what I'd call a lineman tool bag. Mm-hmm. This is a white n- number eight canvas, sort of rivet reinforced framed bag. And I bought the biggest one they make, 86 bucks, 24 inches. It's got sort of a water-resistant vinyl leatherette on the bottom. Oh, I kind of wish it was leather on the bottom, but veg tan leather handles and buckles, uh, <laughs> 17 pockets. Did you pay for shipping? No, no. I bought it from Amazon. So It says 86 bucks plus $10 in shipping. Nah, I think I, I, think I got this on Prime. Um, anyway... I was like, I don't know what I don't know. So I order this bag from Klein. It shows up today. 
And I thought, I, it's, it's incredible. The, it, it's super well made. It's the pockets are great. It's huge. Uh, it's probably too big, actually. I probably should have gone. I got the 24. I probably should have got a 21, but the 24 is fine. I just want like more is more, right? Exactly, because of America. Um, this thing's made in the U.S. It's got like just a ton of really cool features, and I and I love it. I like instantly now. I've got this tool bag that I'm like, I'm gonna have to do more projects because because I have to drag my tools around now because <laughs> I want to carry this thing. But what I was going to say about this thing, uh, this thing's got a really sort of classic, simple styling. And I think if you wanted, you could use this for like a weekend or duffel, perhaps. Mm -hmm. It's a little thin. It's not really duffel shaped. Um, It's close to it, though, for a weekender. It's not quite as bulbous. It's taller. Taller, yeah. But I I, I just love it. I got it. And I was like, I was instantly (sighs) like, what can I do with this bag to like show it off? Because this thing's fucking cool. Uh, So now I've got a new tool bag. That's my other thing for the week. I never... I, I, again, I know about this company, but you won't find these at Home Depot or Lowe's. You're going to have to order them direct from Klein, or they are available on, on Amazon uh, if, if you want to look. But check this out. I, like I said, this is what, what I'd call a lineman tool bag. And it's sort of a classic sort of Americana style with this white canvas and uh, you know natural unstained leather. Um, Mine's saying, my my internet is saying... Seventy three ninety nine from Home Depot right now. I imagine it has to ship to store for pickup. Right? Yeah, I don't think they have them in the store. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this thing is really freaking cool. And I've loaded it up with tools, and I carried it around the house, and the kids made fun of me. Well, they would because they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and it's got Klein's like lineman logo on it. Uh, yeah, it, it's neat. This is a cool bag. That's all I've got to say about it. But I'm happy to explain more. I know you've got questions. I, I'm out of questions. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. Uh, what else do you want to talk about before we go today? Go to Nick Mankey's website, the Nick Mankey Design website. Check out our awesome, awesome, awesome collaboration hook straps that are available only until the 18th unlimited quantity limited time collaboration hook straps with nick mankey with either the watch clicker 40 and 20 logos in four colors ditto three sizes 44 bucks i bought two today and if you use the code WC4020 and apply that at checkout. You can get 10% off. So that's $4.40 off of your $44 hook straps with our logo. So cool. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker Podcast. We really appreciate you being here. If you want, you can check us out on the website at watchclicker.com. Also on Instagram, at 40 and 20, at WatchClicker. That's where we post updates on pretty much everything we do on the website or here on the podcast. Uh, If you want to support us, you can do so, as Andrew just described in wonderful, glorious detail, at nickmankeydesigns.com by purchasing one of these limited-time 
hook straps, or you can do it directly at patreon.com slash 40 and 20. Look, this is how we fund the show. Hosting fees, hardware, software, which we, <laughs> the cost of this stuff is not small. Uh, and don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>